0: Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the Talk Witchcraft podcast, where I will be talking about Tarot and the elements that align with the four suits of the minor arcana. You're listening to Talk Witchcraft, the podcast where we talk about witchcraft as a lifestyle and discover how to merge magic into your daily life. Every week, we'll demystify witchy topics like tarot, astrology, crystals, herbs, and more as you develop your personal brand of magic and create the life of your dreams. I'm your host, Maggie Hazeman. Season 3 of this podcast is focused on learning about the structure of a traditional tarot deck. As a review, a tarot deck contains 78 cards. 22 of these are called the Major Arcana. In November, we'll talk about the Major Arcana in three parts. So, then there are 56 other cards, and those are called the Minor Arcana. And in the previous two episodes, we've discussed the numbers and the court cards of the Minor Arcana. Now, in this episode, we're going to look at the four suits of the Minor Arcana, and this is because it is really helpful to learn the meaning and the keywords associated with each card. So after, learn, after listening to this episode and the two before it, you will have a strategy for finding the meaning of any card in the Minor Arcana simply by cross-multiplying the keywords of the suit by the keywords of the number or court position. So there are four suits in the Minor Arcana and they are aligned with the four classical elements of magic. So those are water, earth, air, and fire. And this episode is going to focus on these elements as we talk about each suit. When we think about the Minor Arcana, these cards represent the day-to-day events that we experience, and the suits represent a variety of areas of life based on the domain of the element. So we can see the physicality of these elements in the world around us. We see lakes and streams and oceans. We see rocks and soil. We see the wind and the atmosphere. We see sun and energy. So these elements, this is how the elements appear to us in a physical way. But the elements also have an intangible existence in our sensations, the way we think, our emotions, whether we feel secure and safe or not, and what motivates us to take action. So all of these areas of our intangible existence also can be classified as one of those four elements. So now we're going to have a description of each element, and I'm going to share a few ways for connecting with the elements that I have found useful and how the elements relate to the four suits of the tarot. So, we're going to start with the two receptive elements, water and earth, and then we'll move on to the two active elements, air and fire. So, water. The suit of cups represents the element of water. And when you look at the cards in this suit, you'll notice scenes of daring exploration of feelings and emotions. In the same way that water can be powerful enough to carve into rock and gentle enough to cleanse and purify, Matters of the heart can be both intense and tender. So the suit of cups is all about intuition, relationships, and empathy. In order to understand the cup cards on a deeper level, you can get in touch with the water element. So one thing you can do is go to the beach or another body of water where you can get in and feel the water all around you. But as you swim and float... Notice how the water flows around you and let yourself relax and feel the water pushing and pulling you. You can also connect to the liquid parts of your body, like the blood flowing in your veins. So try closing your eyes, relaxing your body and calming your mind, and then touch a pulse point like your wrist or on your neck and notice your heartbeat and how it feels when your heart is pumping that blood through your veins. You can c- become more observant of understand- and understanding of your emotions because emotions are vibrations and sensations. They alert us to our external and to our internal environment. They give us information about our safety and comfort. Only when we understand our emotions and recognize what we are feeling and where they emerge from can we learn how to manage them in a healthy way. So start tracking your emotions and start tracking what created those sensations in your body in order to learn more about them and how you can manage them. And a final way for connecting with the water element in order to better understand the cup cards is to create a ritual around bathing. So this is an opportunity to renew your spirit as often as you bathe. So let the water run over your body and acknowledge all of your thoughts, words, and actions that have led you to this moment of bathing. You can visualize the thoughts, words, and actions that are not helping you toward the future vision that you have for your life and visualize those unhelpful thoughts, words, and actions dislodging from your body and flowing with the water down the drain. So now let's move on to the element of earth and the suit of pentacles. So the element of earth represents the material aspects of life, money, career, possessions, things manifesting, stuff that you can actually hold on to and see. So these cards, the pentacles cards, show scenes of comfort, comfort, reward for work or skill, money, and the physical experience of being human. The pentacles represent your dreams manifesting as reality. They offer a security and feelings of being grounded. If you want to get more in touch with the earth element and therefore understand the pentacles on a deeper level, I have a few ideas for you for that. You can do these exercises and they will help you to better understand the scenes that are depicted in the cards in the suit of pentacles. The first thing to do is to lie down on the earth and notice the feeling of being supported by the ground below you. Become conscious of the places where you feel pressure on your body and where there is no pressure. So notice how the pressure is actually supporting you. Those are the places where your body is in contact with the earth below you. And as you relax, start to become aware of your energy and the energy of the earth. And you can visualize how these separate energies are kind of overlapping and mixing together. Now, another exercise for connecting with the earth energy is to embrace stability and reliability in your life. If you don't feel as if you are stable, that's okay. Think about someone who is and mimic their behaviors as a way of kind of learning how to be more stable and reliable. To be a stable force in the world and to be reliable to the people that you care about, remember to keep your word when you agree to something and support others who are in need. You can set goals and take actions that actually take you closer to achieving them. These are all things that create stability in life. And finally, when I think of the earth element, I almost always think about a tree, and it's not just any tree. There is a specific tree that comes to my mind. It is a very old, very large tree that I used to sit by during quiet time at church camp. So every every day for a week each summer from the time I was in sixth grade to the time that I was in a senior in high school, I would sit by this specific tree and this is actually where I learned how to ground my energy. I didn't know that's what I was doing, but, that, but later on when I learned what grounding was, I realized that I had been grounding by visualizing myself as this tree and visualizing all of my excess energy flowing into the earth the way a tree has roots in the earth. So maybe when I say think of a tree or think of earth, you have a specific tree that comes to mind as well. And if you don't, then just bring any tree into your awareness. But visualize the roots of the tree and visualize how deep the roots must extend into the earth because in order for a tree to grow so tall and so strong, the roots must grow very, very deep into the earth to hold it in place. And the roots help the tree, if a tree is old, it must have endured a lot of storms and fires, and the roots are very important for keeping the tree throughout the years. The roots help the tree remain and endure through these storms and fires. And when you want to connect with the earth, you can imagine that you are that tree that you're visualizing and that you have strong roots and you are resilient and you can endure through all of the storms of life. Now, before we move on to the active elements and suits, I want to let you know about the cheat sheet I created for the Minor Arcana. It is a page that you can print out and it includes keywords for the elements. You can hang it up in your reading space or include it in your grimoire so that if your mind goes blank during a reading, you can glance at this page. You can see the keywords, and they might jog something in your intuition. They might bring forward some sort of meaning in relation to the question you're trying to answer. So go to mumblesandthings.com slash blog slash 024 to access this downloadable research, and you can also find the show notes there. So mumblesandthings.com slash blog slash zero two four. Okay let's move on to those active elements starting with air. This is the element associated with the suit of swords and air comes in in many forms. Air can be a powerful gust or it can be a gentle breeze. And the element of air represents the intellect, thought, mental processes, communication and truth. Air is often unnoticed, but it is omnipresent, just like your thoughts are. So if you look at the cards in the suit of swords, they show scenes of logic, mental clarity, and rational thought. This this suit represents truth and facts and how these can become distorted in your mind, how truth can be distorted based on external factors or internal factors. So, now I'm going to share some exercises to help you understand the element of air and the cards in the suit of swords. The first exercise is to breathe. It is simple, but breathing can illustrate a lot about your mental state, and it can be used as a way to calm yourself or excite yourself. So you're literally breathing in air, and if you are breathing really rapidly, You probably will have a hard time thinking clearly, but if you control your breath, if you start to breathe deeply and slowly, you'll start to calm down and your thoughts will become more clear as well. Another exercise for connecting with the element of air is to practice automatic writing. To do this, all you have to do is set a timer for between 15 and 30 minutes and start writing. Don't let yourself stop for anything. If you can't think of what to write, then write that. Think, write, I can't think of what to write. And eventually your conscious mind will become bored and will tap out and your subconscious mind will come out and reveal your inner thoughts that aren't immediately on the surface, that aren't obvious to you because they're kind of buried between the chatter of your conscious mind. So automatic writing will really reveal things that are going on deeper inside of your mind, things that aren't on the surface. And another thing to do is to create an imaginary ball of air. Simply begin creating the shape of a sphere in front of you as if you're holding a physical ball. And it might feel kind of weird or awkward at first, but just keep going, you'll start to get into the rhythm of smoothing and shaping the imaginary ball Act as if you are polishing this sphere of air. And there's no right way to do this. There's no wrong way to do this. The practice will just give your mind some space and some time to push some unknown thoughts forward. And then you can be observant of those thoughts as you're making the ball. So don't focus too much on the actual ball you're creating. Be observant of the thoughts that are coming forward as you create the ball. And the last exercise requires wind, so be aware of the weather forecast and be ready to get out on a walk whenever it's going to be blustery. Um, I used to be super annoyed by wind. It tangles my hair, it's loud, it's cold, it is uncomfortable to be in it, but one day I decided to let the wind flow through me instead of against me, and I decided to let the wind carry my worries away instead of adding to my worries. And when I did this, I became really observant of how the world is altered by the wind. You can see the blowing leaves that are caught in the wind. You can see the wind um, catching a leaf and pulling it away from a branch and then blowing. You can hear it whistling through windows. You can hear it moving branches and you can hear the branches scraping together. You can see it moving branches, you can see it flowing over a field of grass. And so when you stop being annoyed by the wind and start being observant of it and seeing how it influences the world, it really changes your perspective on what wind is. So let it take away your worries and think of it as a metaphor for your thoughts. When your thoughts are turbulent, it's hard to find clarity in them. But if you take a moment and step away from the turbulence of your thoughts and just be in the midst of it, you can see a lot more clarity in them. All right, so the final element is fire, and that is associated with the suit of wands. So fire and the cards in this suit represent the will, passion, enthusiasm, energy, drive, ambition, and motivation. So you'll see in these In this suit of wands that the cards show the destructive power of fire and also the potential for growth that fire brings so if you think of a natural environment when there is a forest fire is a natural part of a healthy forest ecosystem and the fire comes through and yes there is some life that is lost there's some plants that die off but there's also new growth that comes through there's certain plants that wait for fire to come through and that's what that activates their seeds to grow and there's certain plants that only grow directly after a fire so there is destruction here but there's also growth you'll see there's energy and enthusiasm and inspiration in these cards they give rise to new ideas to creativity towards take to taking action towards those ideas and the drive and motivation that it takes to keep those passions alive. So connect with the element of fire, and that will help you to better understand the cards in the suit of wands. Now one way to connect with fire is to not use lights for a night. So as the sun is setting and you realize that you need some light for reading or just so you're not sitting in the dark, Try lighting candles instead, and as the light fades outside, you might need to add more candles to the space inside. If you need to go to a different room, carry a candle with you, uh, and notice how it changes as you're carrying it, how the shadows move on the walls. Notice the glow and the flickering of the light. And think about how this changes your impression of your home. And if you have a fireplace you can use that instead or in addition to the fire um, the candles so light a fire in the fireplace and sit in the glow of your fire um, for a night instead of turning on the lights now if there's a project that you've been neglecting you might visualize a spark of inspiration igniting inside of you and then visualize that spark becoming a flame and growing until it is a blazing fire and then channel this energy of the fire that's growing inside of you, channel that into finishing the project that you need to work on. And if you don't have anything unfinished, maybe you're really good at finishing projects, then you can still use this process to create new ideas, to inspire new ideas, uh, to um, inspire motivation in order to do something new, to start a new project. And a final idea for connecting with fire is to eat something spicy, something really spicy, something that makes you sweat. And as you breathe after eating something spicy, visualize that there's a fireball coming out of your mouth like you're a dragon. And later on, if you feel heartburn, embrace that too. That fire, allow it to fuel you. So that's all I have for you this week. In this episode, we talked about each of the four elements of magic. We talked about water and earth and air and fire. And we talked about how they relate to the four suits of the tarot. And with this knowledge, what you've learned today in this episode and what you can learn from the previous two episodes, you can combine the keywords of your suits with the keywords of the numbers and the position in the court to access the meaning of any card in the minor arcana. So instead of having to memorize 56 cards, you can just memorize keywords from four suits and 14 numbers and court positions. And then you can... Create your own experiences surrounding these elements and surrounding these cards by connecting with the elements. I gave you some ideas for that. I hope that you feel free to get creative with this and add your own unique spin to these exercises. So if you want more information about this episode, if you want to see the show notes, and to download the keyword reference that I mentioned before, go to mumblesandthings.com slash blog 024 and you can find that download and the show notes. Now, join me next Tuesday where I will be talking about Witchcraft 101 because I'm updating the lessons and I'm excited to share that with you and how you can access the new update to the Witchcraft 101 course. So, make sure that you are subscribed and then you will be notified when that episode is live. Please leave me a five star review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other witches to find this show. And it's like giving me a gold star on my paper, which makes me feel good and makes me want to continue to make these podcasts for you. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Mumbles and Things. You can join us in the Mumbles and Things Facebook group to find support and encouragement on your journey. You can chat about this episode with other witchy folks. So go to talkwitchcraft.com and I'll see you in there. Wait, don't go yet. Thanks for listening to Talk Witchcraft with me, Maggie. If you've enjoyed this episode, I invite you to check out mumblesacademy.com. Mumbles Academy is the place to be for intuitive souls at any stage of their witch path. Whether you are a wildling at the very beginning of your witchcraft journey and are looking for a safe learning environment, a creator who is committed to your practice and wants to develop your witchcraft skills even more, or a sage who is full of wisdom already and wants to share what you know with others, Mumbles Academy was designed for you. With monthly masterclasses and live Q&As, an extensive archive of courses and trainings, and a supportive community to help you along the way with encouragement and advice. Mumbles Academy is the perfect place for you to be as you continue on your witch path.